Hey, welcome back, everybody. Time again for Living Hope, a weekly journey designed to provide hope, inspiration, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer, sharing the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. With our host, she's been on this journey for a while here, continues to lead others as well, us included. Welcome, Roberta Lippin. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be back, and we're in the first week of November, and it feels like uh, winter out there. I'm kind of happy to see the, the little coolness. I'm enjoying this. Today, I'm thrilled to have Jenny Isaacson back with us. She's the Vice President of Stewardship and Partnership at the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, affectionately known as PANCAN. Thank you, Jenny, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me back. It is literally one year ago that I was sat across from you, and I'm really pleased to be back. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate it, and I know it's quite a drive for you, so <laughs> I appreciate you you making that drive and, and coming in. Today is the first week of November, so it's Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, and we're going to talk a lot about that and about the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition. I hope I got that right. It's yep. uh, a mouthful there. So um, before we get started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at PanCan? Sure, absolutely. So I've been at PanCan now for 11 years, just over oh. actually, I know. And I've worn many hats. I've had the opportunity to be in many areas, in fundraising, in marketing, in the community engagement department. And now I'm, I'm working on stewardship, so really working to recognize our amazing wonderful supporters and then wearing my partnership hat I have been serving as the project lead for the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition yes you did say it right <laughs> and we can we can call it the coalition um, so I've been doing that for about five years and I also get the privilege and the pleasure of working with PanCan's National Survivor Council and of course you have been on the Survivor Council and now are part of the alumni group so it's it's wonderful to be able to do that as well yeah and thank you I was very honored to to have that group started and be on the be on the first part of it at least anyway so thank you and thank yep. you for all that you did for that um, exactly what is the pancreatic cancer coalition sure so the coalition is it's a group of patient advocacy organizations nonprofit groups that are focused in pancreatic cancer around the world it was started back in 2013 when um, a few leaders from this community got together and said we should be collaborating, we should be doing more because together we're stronger. <laughs> and so this group was formed, this coalition was formed and immediately started to do a global awareness through a, a, day, a global day of awareness that is coming up. It actually falls always on the third Thursday of November. So this year it's November 17th, which is World Pancreatic Cancer Day. Um, and so the coalition has just gone from strength to strength. Um, when it started, there were about 40 different groups. We're now over 100 oh. patient advocacy organizations from 38 countries on six continents. And these are groups that range in size. There are some smaller groups, sort of mom and pop family foundations that have started, two larger groups like PanCan, um, the organization that I work for. But really through global collaboration, we are stronger together. Together we can raise more awareness, again coming up with World Pancreatic Cancer Day, and then we can strengthen 
the individual efforts of each organization. Because if there are smaller groups and they're starting a program or they need some information about, you know, how do you do this fundraising or how can I maximize volunteering or they can turn to their peers in this coalition and not feel so alone. And I think that's really where the beauty is of the coalition. It's really the opportunity to share resources, to network, to collaboration because we're stronger together. Yeah, and I think it's been proven. I think PanCan has always been a very good founder of this because I remember in the early days, just even with the scientific world, Julie always said, Julie Fleischman, the CEO and president of PanCan, always said, we're not going to get anywhere unless we share information. And to see that growth has been awesome. And so I think PanCan's been a big backer of that from the yeah. very beginning. Yeah. You said it makes up mostly it's nonprofits that are yes. involved? Yeah. Okay, and then how do you guys get together and, and, and talk about this? Do you do like monthly meetings? Do you have a yearly get-together? Yeah. How does yeah. this work? Great question. So we have our Global Day of Awareness, and again, that's coming up. And what, what we do for that is there's a committee that puts together a campaign. And so the campaign is this year, again, it's about time. And it focuses on the importance of, of time. It's time to know the symptoms of the disease. It's time to know the risk factors. It's time to share your story. It's time for action. And we provide social media assets, guides, posters, downloadable things that every member organization can just take and run with. They can translate them into their own native languages. And so that's a really great way that we're collaborating and again, making it really easy for everyone to participate. And then annually, we have been getting together through a meeting. Of course, because of COVID, that was virtual for the last couple of years. But again, an opportunity for us to come together and spend time, you know, we have wonderful discussions, um, just networking and learning from each other, but we also have great sessions, like a great science panel, where we'll invite a researcher and a clinician to come and talk about the latest in science. You know, we'll unveil our, our campaign. Again, we want to make it as, as easy as possible for everyone to participate. And again, it goes back to not feeling so alone and being able to advance progress together. Yeah, and that is the one thing when you get that diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, even as a caregiver, um, it's you, you feel very much alone. Yeah. Now, I just saw that the the coalition did put out a great little video. Yes. Um, kind of explaining a little bit. It's about time. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I would love to. Yes. So the theme of this year's campaign, as I mentioned, is it's about time. And it really is to emphasize how from early detection all the way through someone's journey with this disease, time is so important. Time to have um, with your family and your loved ones. And this video, which is a two-minute animated video, emphasizes time. Mm -hmm. And the focus is on knowing the symptoms and the risks of the disease. People can go to worldpancreaticcancercoalition.org and as you mentioned we just posted the video and all the assets now are up there for the day campaign and they can download them and if people want to translate them they're, they're there in um, Adobe Illustrator so they can take the raw files and, and, and customize them 
it's just really about spreading spreading the awareness and I would really recommend that everyone watch that video and share it as broadly as possible it is available in 12 different languages on the mm. website and again it's the cornerstone of this year's campaign um, it, it's definitely the asset if there was only one asset that you'd be sharing I would say post that video it's eye-catching it, it's got some quite dramatic music <laughs> we wanted to increase the feeling of, of drama around the campaign this year the sense of urgency but without being alarmist right we don't want it to be you know sound too, to be too scary or anything but yeah. it's definitely powerful and that's what we intended yeah it was very much and we will be putting it on uh, living hope's website as well as living hope's facebook so we'll do that later probably right. over the weekend and maybe and i don't know if I, you'd indulge me in this i actually just brought a quick um one of the things that we also talk about in the campaign is the importance of sharing your story and we have stories from across the globe, all across Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, you name it. The stories have been coming in. And I wanted just to quickly share this story from Jenny in Israel, who writes about Claire, her mum, who died from pancreatic cancer three years ago. And she wrote, she was suffering from stomachache for a long time. She also lost weight and was really weak. Her doctor said that everything is okay and she's just panicked. One night, she just couldn't stand the pain. We took her to the hospital, and the rest is history. Who would ever say that pancreatic cancer was a gift? But I do, ever since I found out that my mom had pancreatic cancer. Together, we learned about the value of each and every moment of time. 11 months since that night when our life changed until the day we said goodbye. 47 weeks spent together, crying, laughing, talking, and taking care of each other. 330 days to deepen a super special mother-daughter relationship that changed my life, my perspective, my everything. Today, three years after she passed away, it's so important for me to scream to the world that it's about time. It's about spending more time with our loved ones. It's about time to appreciate what we have. It's about time to share our feelings. It's about time to be better people. It's about time to help others. It's about time to care of ourselves. And maybe most importantly, it's about time to understand that while I won't get my mum back, I know more than ever that I had the best mum in the world. Mm. And I read this just because um, we would encourage people to go onto the website also and share their story. They'll live in perpetuity on the website. And I think they're just, more than anything, they cut through. They, they just are the most powerful ways to communicate. It is, and I think you got me teary here. So. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry. That's a very beautiful story, and um, I can really relate to it because that's one thing. I know people think I'm crazy sometimes when I say that pancreatic cancer was the best thing that happened to me personally Yeah. Um, just because of the wonderful people that it has brought into myself, like yourself, PanCan, all, all, just everybody, my purple family. But it did. It, it changed an outlook. It changed the way I looked at things, and, yes, I would have changed the outcome for my family, but I'm not able to do that. So um, I have to do whatever I can and having the opportunity to do things like this and hear that story, like I said, it's, it, it, mm. it really does get to me because I, I really get it because I lost my mother to pancreatic I cancer know. as well and yeah. other family members, but it's a very potent story and I really urge people to go on, share your story because we need to hear this. We need to understand 
yes, statistics are out there, but we're not statistics. We're people. We're people that have lost somebody, that have loved somebody. And we really, it really is about time yeah. that we make these changes and, and bring something good out of the, these people that we've lost. I don't ever want anybody's name just to be in vain and forgotten and what they've gone through. So thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. And I'm still trying to recover from it. But um, so if you could talk a little bit more. And give yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think that going back to, you know, you asked about the, the coalition. Pancreatic cancer is the deadliest major cancer, not just in the U.S., but across the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why it's important for us to pool our resources and come together, not just here, but across across the world. And I think you're, you talked earlier about collaboration and Julie Fleshman, the president um, and CEO of, the, of PanCan. Julie is also the chair of the coalition. Mm. You know, she was definitely one of the leaders who said very early on, this is important and there's value in this. And PanCan has led it. She has led the coalition and we, we work to get amazing sponsors to fund the coalition. And... It's really um, rewarding to see how it's grown under her vision and how she continues to make collaboration, as you say, across um, PanCan, also a priority. Our research community, we call it our community for progress, has grown amazingly. I'm thrilled that this November, our November awareness campaign is focused Mm -hmm. on research, um, research for all of us, because we can all benefit from it. Um, and I know I'm waffling a little bit here, but I just, the research community, I think since PanCan started, it's been incredible to see how that has grown. Um, it used to be just a handful of researchers that you could sort of count on the fingers <laughs> of one hand. Um, and now they couldn't even fit in a, in a, in a stadium. There's such a robust pancreatic cancer research community. And that gives me such excitement and optimism that changes are coming. But it's all because finally there is resources available to this community. I mean, science follows money. And so the fact that PanCan has been able to invest cumulatively $174 million in research, thanks to amazing supporters, and we've been able to increase the federal resources um, available to this community, has meant that more scientists have come into the field. And so now as you look across it and you see all the work that's being done in so many areas, you just know that breakthroughs are going to happen. And um, of course, it doesn't happen quick enough, but it's exciting to see all this progress. It is, and I can relate because I remember the first time that I did go to, um, I, th- I can't remember if it was a cult or training session or advocacy, to be honest with you, but there were a handful, like you said, of researchers that, that were on the stage. And then the last time we were together personally, which I think was in 2019, mm-hmm. I mean, they just kept coming off the stage and, you know, people were applauding and standing up because to see that many, I don't even know how many there were, but I, it was really amazing to see. It really was. And that was only a fraction of them. One of the things I always point to is, and I'm wearing my pan can hat now, is that, you know, (laughs) again, through our amazing donors, we've been able to award 234 research grants to 213 scientists at 79 institutions. And again, looking back, to be able to qualify for a a PanCan research grant, you have to be doing extremely good science. The the work needs to be of a very, very high level to be able to get one of them because they're highly competitive. Mm -hmm. And the fact that there are now 79 institutions that have pancreatic cancer programs of of that level to be able to qualify for a PanCan research research grant 
just means that there is such incredible work and such great um, research communities now happening all across the country. So, Is there a group, or how do you make that decision to give that grant? Yeah, it's all done on a competitive peer review process, which means that we have um, a committee that comes together and looks at all of the applications that come in, and then they score them according to a certain, you know, chart and, chart and, and, and um, they look at all the different criteria and then the ones that rise to the top to the top are the ones that then get the the grant and you know it really is the most meritorious science that gets rewarded with a pan can grant and I think one of the things that always killed me a little bit is there's always more meritorious science that we could fund if we had more funding yeah. so again it always comes back to being able to raise more money to be able to do more of our mission yeah, and, and it's really hard. It's hard to raise money. It's hard to ask people for money, but, yeah. you know, it's really important. And, you know, it took me a really long time, a little slow, I guess, to really realize that we need this money to have more survivors to get the research done. So um, it is very important. And they can go to the website, pancan.org, yeah. and make a donation. Yeah, um, thank you for doing that. Yeah, I mean, we are, we are privately funded. We don't take any government funding, even though we advocate for increased federal resources for the right. community, but we PanCan doesn't take any government funding. But yeah, we reset the clock every year. Our budget starts back at zero and we have to raise the millions that we need every year to advance our, our comprehensive mission, whether that's investing in our research, our clinical initiatives, looking at our amazing call center, which I know you know about, mm-hmm. patient services, oh, and, yeah. and being making sure that that's available to anyone who gets this diagnosis. Our advocacy efforts, going to DC and advocating for those increased funding. And of course, our amazing community engagement, where across the country, wonderful volunteers are pushing on all of our priorities, you know, raising awareness, raising money, generating media attention i mean it's just it's it's an amazing family and um just privileged to be a part of it it really is and a lot of us refer to it as our purple family so because of course purple is our pancreatic cancer awareness color so we always do that um i had somebody just wanted to know how did the idea of the coalition come about were you guys all sitting around having coffee and somebody mentioned or how exactly did it get started that's a great question so going back to 2013 as I mentioned, Julie Fleshman was, she was actually going in and out of Europe quite a lot at that time, and she had the opportunity to meet with a few leaders, and they got together and discussed how can we collaborate, because we are stronger together. And um, so out of that came the first Global Day of Awareness in 2014, and then because that was successful, in May of 2016, the coalition was formally launched um, along with you know the website and Mm -hmm. a logo and the mission statement and on all the stuff and it launched with an annual meeting and there were about I think about 50 organizations that were there at the time and again as I said we've we've grown now almost double that size um, today but it it started just again because Julie realized we're stronger together we need to pool our resources yeah and I think that's pretty much been proven and I, I guess I just, I don't know, didn't realize, I guess when you think about pancreatic cancer, you only think about us here locally in you know, the States, so don't think about it being in Japan and other places, you know, to, trying to find that correlation of yep. what is it. Um, so it's yep. great to see so many involved in, yep. in everything that's out there. But uh, we have November um, 17th coming up, which is um, Pancreatic Cancer Awareness. Yep day correct and so what is pencan doing on that day 
Oh, PanCan is hosting a free virtual event that is going to be focused on the impact of, of research on different different people. We're going to have an amazing uh, surgeon oncologist there. We're going to have a caregiver, a patient, a patient services pro case manager, and they're going to tell inspiring, inspirational stories about the impact of, of research. I think it will be a wonderful event for people to listen into. People can go to pancan.org slash WPCD2022 to register. And if overall, if they just want to get involved with the campaign, this is a part of our November Awareness campaign, just go to pancan.org slash awareness. And, and they can sign up for the webinar there? They can sign up for the webinar there. They can get involved. They can make a donation. Yes. Okay. It's and all there. the webinar starts at 11 a.m. Pacific time? On November 17th, okay. correct. So, yes. yeah, and like I said, I did check it out real quick. And if you don't remember all the stuff to put in there, you can just do pancan.org. And I think it came up on the front page. You can. So, it will. Yes. So other ways that we can bring awareness to pancreatic cancer, not just on that particular day, but maybe through the whole month or maybe every day, what are some great ways to bring awareness? I think we're doing it right now. We're wearing <laughs> purple. You, you can always wear purple and, and, uh, and people ask about it. I wear my PanCan pin and that's always a conversation starter. And I think, you know, if people want to get involved, whether they've got... 10 minutes to give or 10 hours to give go to pancan.org and go to ways to get involved on our on our, pay, our website find your local affiliate volunteer you know go to go to some of our events sign up for purple stride which is our amazing uh one big day walk that happens across the nation it's happening oh i should know the date april, april 29th, 29th. <laughs> next year sign up and get involved that way we need everyone. This disease doesn't discriminate. I mean, when I started at PanCan, someone said to me, you know, who do you know? And at the time, I, I didn't know that I knew anyone. You can't say that now. And, and everyone at some point will, will be affected by this disease. I mean, it's, it's the second, third leading cause of cancer death in this country. It's going to be the second leading cause by about 2030. Unfortunately, the incidents are on the rise. The five-year survival rate is still only 11%. We need to change that, and that means we need as many people involved as possible. We do, and it's about time. It's about time to make these changes, and um, I want to thank you for coming here again today and bringing all this information. It's really great. And there was something I saw on the website that I really loved. Yeah. It truly take a vill excuse me. It truly takes a village to support patients with pancreatic cancer. And I think purple. I'm sorry. I think PanCan has been a great support and village for me. And I really appreciate everything that you've done. Yeah. And uh, again, thank you. And as we d dedicate each episode at the end, as long as you speak my name, I shall live forever. Today's episode is dedicated to Sandra. Mack. Would you like to say a few words about that? Yes, Sandra Mack, a 10-year survivor of pancreatic cancer who sadly lost her fight in September, so just a short month and a bit ago. Sandra was an amazing, amazing advocate for PanCan and for the community. Um, I had the pleasure of working with her on the Survivor Council. Mm -hmm. um, but more than that, she was very active in Columbus, Ohio with the affiliate. Um, she was the outreach chair. She came to DC and told her story to her local elected officials. She was the face of Purple Stride on our t-shirts in 2017. Mm -hmm. oh, she was amazing and I miss my conversations with her and I just send my deepest condolences to her family.
Yeah, she was very amazing, and I will miss her the next time we get together for Advocacy Day. So thank you again, Jenny, for being here. And Sandra Mack, you shall live forever in our thoughts and prayers. Well, there you have it. Another great reason to tune in each and every week to Living Hope, a weekly journey designed to provide inspiration, hope, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer. Sharing the real-life stories of those really affected and how they deal with it on a daily basis. And if you have a story you'd like to share, by all means, reach out to Roberta or us here at the station, OC Talk Radio. And if you need immediate help, as we always say, it's just a phone call away. It starts with patient services at 877-2-PANCAN. That's 877-2-P-A-N-C-A-N for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. For the OC Talk Radio Network, I'm Paul Roberts thanking you for joining us, hoping that you'll put purple in your wardrobe lineup this week and hope you'll come back and share this journey with us and share the story with others too. Thanks.